I have one question for you. Are you ready to do your fertility journey differently? Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton, and this is the Studio Fertility Podcast, where each week I bring you real, actionable tips and strategies to help you get your mind from chaos to calm and your body from resistant to receiving. So if you want to feel better now and improve your fertility, let's do this. Hey everyone and welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. I'm your host Bella Hilton and today I wanted to talk to you all about a theme that seems to be coming up over and over again right now. Um, It's always a weird thing for me when the same topic seems to come up like I'll be in one client session and we're talking about that thing and then the very next one we're talking about the exact same thing. Um, It's just the little synchronicities of life. Anyway so I thought I'd share with you about how to reconnect with your partner whilst you're trying to conceive because I think it's really important right you want that strong feeling of love support respect all of those kind of things when you're trying to conceive now some things I talk about today will be specific to male female relationships but I just want to stress that I think being a united front through fertility challenges and being able to be there for one another and communicate is also important for same-sex relationships. And there is something in, you know, if you're in a same-sex relationship, there is something in, in this for you today as well. Now, I know everyone listening knows that relationships, regardless of trying to conceive, go through ups and downs. I mean, relationships themselves can be these life-affirming experiences, right? That person that we share our life with and all of life's adventures. But relationships themselves can also be tricky, particularly when we're maintaining maintaining it over long periods of time, right? And people are different in how they handle trauma and difficult times. And sometimes when there's uh, difficulties with conceiving, sometimes this is the first time a relationship has been fully tested. And it will be absolutely, you know, sorry, it will absolutely highlight any parts of it that might be falling apart, that don't have strong foundations. So if you're bad at communicating in the past, or if one person is not good at handling difficult situations, this will definitely be exacerbated and come to the forefront, right? It will definitely highlight anything that has always been a problem. And I think you have the real opportunity here to either grow together or for things to spiral and get a lot worse, okay? Now, there are a bunch of reasons why we might start to feel distance, uh, distance, distant from our partners or less connected throughout this whole process of trying to conceive and a whole lot of different emotions as well. And I don't think you're always going to line up with your partner on these things. And so it becomes a matter of learning how to communicate and learning how to accept each other's differences along the way. I mean, you both start out with trying to conceive with hope, thinking this whole trying to conceive thingy is going to be fun and life-changing in a good way right and then just suddenly it's not and then it's stressful and you know you have to try and have some romance where you just don't feel like any in the bedroom right and then you both start to process the experience entirely differently one person might start to stress way before another one does for example and maybe for example you decide that you know 
you will research everything to death and start taking a bunch of supplements and start really cutting out toxins and food groups and the like, trying to get really healthy and maybe going down a rabbit hole and then starting to feel really obsessed by the whole thing. And maybe he won't even take a supplement that you want him to take, right? These are massive generalizations. So hear me out, but I'm just trying to um, show you the difference and dynamics sometimes between a relationship. One person might be really committed to this thing where the other person is, you know, seemingly not as invested, you know, so maybe he's not taking that supplement you want him to take or cutting down the amount of alcohol he's drinking. And even if you're in a same sex relationship, Maybe they're maybe they are still drinking and not being supportive of you of trying to drink less, right? Those can be the relationship dynamics as we go along in this. And so you start to feel in it really alone, even though same-sex relationship or or you know, man and woman, a heterosexual relationship, it doesn't matter. You're in this together. This is a uh, as much a physical journey as it is an emotional journey. Or maybe they aren't so into the next state steps of IUI or IVF. Or maybe someone, you know, really wants that and is pressuring the other person. Or maybe they just don't feel like, you know, like they're coming to the party in other ways. Uh, maybe you aren't finding them super supportive for where you're at or how you need them to be. Maybe you aren't communicating well, you know, you're fighting maybe because he thinks he, he or she thinks they have to walk on eggshells around you and, and you're frustrated because they don't seem to want to come to the party and be part of the whole thing, right? And this is all a matter of perception too. When things get tough, things can break down in relationships. Now, like I've said, I've painted a few scenarios there, but there are so many other reasons why your relationship might feel a little strained. Or why you just feel disconnected from your partner right now. So firstly, I want to say this. I think I, I said this before, but relationships, regardless of massive life obstacles, are up and down. Relationships aren't always in every moment this totally bonded, I'm so in love thing. Relationships themselves are about growth. Relationships of any kind, go through highs and lows and ups and downs, and sometimes just moments of complete indifference to each other, <laughs> right? I remember one time seeing this cute old couple on the TV being interviewed about having been married for some incredibly ridiculous amount of time, like 80 years or something, something I can't even imagine, um, a long time anyway. And they were asked, what is the secret to a long lasting relationship and marriage? And, um, and one of them said something like, um, one of them was always in love at any one time. And it was worded better than that, but it was like, uh, they never both fell out of love at the same time. One of them was always invested, I guess, right? Relationships aren't always this undying love. Sometimes they're about friendship. Sometimes they're about space. Um, do you know what I mean? It's like we can't expect relationships to always be about this, this intense uh, romantic moments like we had maybe in the beginning of our relationships. Relationships are growth. So if you're in a good, uh, so if you're in a period of time of needing space and then you have an issue, it can be exacerbated by this feeling of aloneness too, right? when you're feeling really alone in this massive problem. It's like in life, 
We all have down days and happy days even when we don't have problems. Like maybe your body chemistry that day is just not supportive to you having a happy day, right? So when we do have problems, those down days are worse and we think it's because of our problem instead of maybe our body chemistry is off or you, you know, like, you know, sometimes even two days after alcohol, you can feel a little, you know, alcohol is a natural depressive. You could feel a little bit depressed. That's about body chemistry. It's got nothing to do with you having a down day. Does that make sense? So you might just be having an off day. Right. Same with relationships. Sometimes you're just having an off day, but it's not necessarily all about the problem. But how do you reconnect with your partner then? How do you come back together when you're facing all these obstacles together? Well, today I'm going to give you my top three tips for this. And this is just a subset of what I really think goes into this. But I wanted to get you started. Now, for a relationship to be complete, to have solid foundation and deep connection, It needs to have many layers, right? What I mean is we need the fun, light stuff just as much as we need the deeper stuff. So we need to feel like we can have fun together and connect on that level, which is about happiness and joy, to laugh, to enjoy ourselves and each other. It's how we start relationships, right? Oh, they're so fun and, and free and we, have, we laugh together so much, you know. We dream about having fun together with that partner. But we also need to be able to connect on a level of deepness too where we can tell each other what is on your heart in a loving and supportive way, our dreams, our desires. So our relationship isn't just at that superficial level and all just about laughing and having a good time, right? A place where you can let your guard down and tell someone a bit more about what makes up the essence of you and you can trust them with that. And you also need to be able that other layer to be able to talk about problems, maybe where you disagree, um, when you're going through difficult times together, things that are, are deeper and heavier, but in a respectful way too, right? And there are probably way more rela- um, layers to a relationship than this, and I know there are, but we'll, these are the ones we're talking about today. But what we tend to do when life is difficult is to make it all about the difficulties, right? So none of the other layers of the relationship have a chance to see the light of day. And maybe we aren't dealing with each other in a respectful way in dealing with that problem too. Um, We might resent the other person for not taking a supplement or making it seem like they even want to be part of this journey when, when it's getting harder, right? And so instead of seeking to understand how they might process things differently or what's going on, we judge and blame, like, why can't you do this? And we start to resent them like and lose respect for them. And so then we don't treat them in a respectful way. Does that make sense? And when we're not having discussions about anything but fertility or most of the discussions we're having are heavily weighted, um, you know, as a proportion to fertility every time we speak, then the relationship cannot hold up because then it becomes all about the problem. Soon all you have to do is walk into the same room as each other, right? And just seeing each other's faces brings up feelings of sadness and resentment. And I don't really want to be near them because they aren't doing their part or they aren't coming to the table in the way that I need them to, right? And this can be all an unconscious thing, like a bit of a trigger in your brain um, just by seeing their face. (laughs) So 
We also need to be able to have moments in our relationship of fun. We need to be able to have date nights and talk about things other than fertility. Stuff that's not problems. Now, women tend to want to talk about fertility way more in my experience. Again, generalizations, but in my experience, I certainly did, right? Um, And that's where I say, get someone else to talk to, right? If you really need to talk about it all the time and that much, then find someone else to talk to as well, right? I will always stick my hand up for the job. I'm willing and able to talk about these things for long periods of time in detail, but I'm also going to help you find ways to move forward and find your calm again if you do choose me as that person, which is a good thing. (laughs) Now, to give your relationship a chance to find some air though and come up for a breath, you've got to challenge yourself to put the fertility conversations on ice for a bit and do something fun and connect in together that has nothing to do with fertility or appointments or talking about it. Do not talk about it. When you go and do that fun thing, it's off limits while you're having fun together. Does that make sense? You have to always prioritize and protect your relationship. And that is true even if you don't have problems, right? Uh, People say that relationships require work and they do and they don't. Sometimes it's just simply because we've stopped prioritizing it in the beginning we prioritized it like a million percent and then suddenly we're just like oh why isn't they why aren't they being romantic anymore but we're also not showing them the love and care and affection that we did in the beginning right relationships require prioritizing now you may be like someone else talking to the other day Um, who was like, I don't feel like I can do that without first having a serious chat. I don't feel like I can go and have fun with my partner right now because there is this lot of resentment and I need to have that serious chat first. Like they had some issues they really needed to sort through before she could feel like she could look him in the eye and have fun. And that's okay too. But this is my biggest tip after having fun and prioritizing the lighter side of your relationship. And that is schedule in your chats for the harder stuff right? Just don't wing it. Schedule in a chat. Set a time in the diary. Have an appointment. If all you talk about are problems, then all you have is a problem relationship. So you're prioritizing and going on dates now, but you still need to talk about the other stuff. Great. We're scheduling it in. If you have a dedicated time where you're going to come together and talk about stuff, then you have to both commit to being there, to talking about it for that length of time and no one is allowed to walk away and you're not allowed, you know, you need to give each other time to say your piece and how you're feeling in a way that, you know, we're not blaming and judging, but just how you're feeling, right? Set the time, two hours or until we get to the bottom of it. Or I know that, <laughs> I know that my husband had this one hour limit, like that was his max, right? And just... It didn't um, help us get anywhere if we went beyond that. And both walk away, though, with action steps and things you're both willing to commit to, right? And my third tip is to find a way to talk to each other in a way that is respectful and gets your point across, but also leaves you open to finding out the truth. And what I mean by that is too often we go into these things all guns are blazing because we are beyond our limits for patience. Right. And that can be fair in many situations. 
but we don't present the information then in a way that is palatable at all to the other person. And so we're just going in, starting a fight. So if your outcome was to get them feeling more committed to the journey and you're yelling at them, you'll probably walk away with them feeling even less committed to the journey. Does that make sense? The supplements that will then become the symbol of tension and compliance or something, right? Now I'm painting a dramatic picture, but I have seen that, okay? If we don't seek to understand our partner and what is on their hearts and what is in their heads and what their intentions are, then we'll have no opportunity to be able to come together and get the outcome that we want. The only possible outcome is heartache, you know, more of it, right? Feeling more disconnected. We need to seek to understand each other more deeply and set ourselves up for success. Now, this is something that I talk all my clients through and give them all these amazing tools to be able to do this. Because if you haven't had good role models as parents or your parents never fought or they weren't good at resolving conflict, then how are we meant to have learnt this stuff, right? So yeah, find the lightness in your relationship. Have some fun again. Prioritize that. Schedule time for your deeper talks where outside of that time you don't talk about it. And find a way to seek to understand each other and be respectful about where each other is at. I really hope that this helps you um, if you're listening today. And remember, if you want to actually help yourself and start to heal your heart, your mind and your relationship and want the actionable tools that help my clients turn things around ridiculously fast, then consider getting yourself on the wait list for when my program, The Fertility Shift, opens again by going to studiofertility.com shift, or you can download any of my free resources from my website at studiofertility.com. And I will see you next time on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And of course, if you know of anyone else that would benefit from this podcast, make sure you share it with them and pay it forward. We are all in this together. Make sure too that you give us a five-star rating to help others find this podcast. And let me know how this podcast has benefited you by leaving a review so I can continue to deliver more great content that I know you want and need. And if you're starting to find that your infertility journey is getting the best of you, please head over to my website at studiofertility.com slash meditation and you can get instant access to a week of learning all about meditation, hypnosis and visualization, how to use each one and how they benefit you and of course some actual tracks to start to calm your nervous system. Each day you will receive a short video and an awesome meditation, hypnosis or visualization that you can do in your own time. And of course, access to those tracks for whenever you need them. Just head to studiofertility.com slash meditation to find out more. And I'll see you next time on the podcast. <laughs>